Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast, the one-man podcast written by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor, the uh, Japanaholic, and today I have swapped back over to my microphone uh, because of the fact, well, two reasons. Um, I actually enjoyed the headset just quite a bit. There's a problem, however, with that. The headset apparently doesn't even work anymore. Or at least the microphone part of the headset doesn't work. So maybe I'll switch back to it every once in a while. If I can figure out how to fix it, I guess. I don't know. It just randomly stops working. I don't know how to fix it. I'm just not going to bother with it. Plus I have this microphone here which sounds just as good as the headset actually. I actually didn't mind the uh, headset's microphone as much as, uh, as, as much as I thought I was. I thought I was going to hate it. Because... The past few headsets that I've had have been absolutely dreadful. But the the headset that I got right now that I use for listening to stuff is actually really good. At least the microphone is. Uh, as uh, I used it to talk about the news of anime yesterday. Uh, this is actually possibly the first time where you're ever going to... Possibly the last time where you're probably going to get two or more podcasts in a, in a week. Um... Or at least in a row. Uh, I'll say in a row. It's been a while since I've done two a week. I used to do... I think I used to do two a week at one point. And then I stopped doing that. I think I did that for a couple months. And then I stopped doing that. Because I ran out of stuff to talk about. Uh, so there's that. But this week, or at least for today, I do have something that I do want to talk about. Um, This is a topic that is very, very controversial. No matter what... No matter what you talk about, no matter how you talk about it, I want to try to make it as less as least controversial as possible, and try to bring in some light to the end of the tunnel of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Because over the past, I want to say last few months, there's been some developments that I've been really wanting to talk about. Uh, I really didn't talk much about this when it first started last year. I did once it started like springing into like. Uh, in the life in the middle of, uh, what was it? April of last year. And I predicted that it was going to be done by the time summer rolled around or some dumb stuff. It's dumb. It was stupid. I didn't, <laughs> I think everybody who made a, um, uh, cause I, I know there was a couple people who I saw on YouTube make like COVID videos and they would say like, oh, this would be done by like the end of this year or whatever. And it's still going on to this day. Pretty bad, if I do say so myself. I also, before I continue on, I do want to say it. If I sound like I'm speaking quietly, I apologize. When I sit in the middle of a dark room at 2 o'clock in the morning, that this is the result you come come up with. Um, So, today I want to talk a little bit about what... Not only what the past few, year, uh, past few months have brought in terms of... Uh, vaccines and statistics and stuff like that. I also want to look, talk about the future and talk about the past. Uh, the past year, talk about how it's been and stuff like that. Because it sounds like, from the looks of how things are going, things are looking up for everything. Now, keep in mind when I talk about this, I am going to mainly talk about two countries, one of them being most importantly Japan, the second one being America because of the fact that that's where I'm from. I, uh, so if you are one of my international listeners, which I do have quite a few, I'm going to 
maybe try and make it, uh, I want to say, um, relevant to, to wherever you're listening to, whether you're listening to this in Botswana, Mexico, the UK, wherever. Um, I'll also try and talk a little bit about what I've just been reading on the news and stuff like that. I know, probably not the number one thing to do anymore is read the news, but I look at a lot, if you, if you stick to one news outlet, then it's not, in my opinion, it's not necessarily the best, uh, way of getting your news. So I just try and I just try and look for whatever I can find on, on Google, I guess, in a way, because it sorts off with like so many different, uh, articles it's you know pretty pretty typical to find a good chunk of stuff to uh look for news and stuff like that so i kind of like that um so the reason why i really wanted to make this this episode of the podcast was because of the fact that international travel is looking to start back up in the, the summer i posted a poll on my twitter page uh, which is at the Japanholic one. I posted a poll on my Twitter page oh, a couple weeks back, asking the simple question of when do you think it'll be, you know, back to the way it was, or when it'll be, you know, when when you will be able to travel internationally again. And I put the summer, fall, winter, and next year. And out of the, I think I got like a good chunk of voters um, out of it. Um, and most of that still said next year a couple of them did say either this summer or this fall uh realistically speaking this fall is looking to be the best possible plan to go traveling with how things are looking up uh at least for the majority of countries some countries may not be perfect to travel back to till next year um i do remember seeing something that uh I think I saw this yesterday. China was looking to open up their borders or something like that next spring. Whereas I saw not just long too long ago that uh let me see. The the British Prime Minister said that May seventeenth is a possible return for international travel. So there's two different ballparks that we're in right now in terms of when you can possibly internationally travel again, depending on which country you are from. Uh for the United States' case, uh, the CDC has recommended that people can travel internationally at low risk. Although, I think you still have to, like, prepare. Um, I'm trying to think of what they said or something like that. I think they, I think they said that you don't have to quarantine, but it is still recommended that you still get like a you show a negative test, uh, a negative COVID nineteen test a couple days after you come back, and uh, just as soon as you come back as well. So there's that. Um, for the most part, you're probably listening to this episode wanting to go over to Japan, or at least planning to take a trip over to Japan. Um, realistically speaking, I think Japan will open up their borders at least in the fall. Because of the fact that you won't be able to go see the Olympics because uh, they banned overseas spectators. And I do not think between the time of July and August they're going to uh, allow overseas uh, tourists in the first place. Because uh, unless they backtrack that statement, which that would not be a good thing to do 
uh, now or later because of the fact that you would probably have to buy tickets and yeah, it's probably best that if they've already went with not doing overseas, if they already went through with saying that they don't want overseas spectators, then I I don't think it would be necessary to say like, oh, we were we actually are we actually uh want overseas spectators. It could happen though, and if it does, I guess I'll be happy because that just you know that means that internationally tra uh, international travel is opened back up again completely. But if not, then that's uh, also like fine because I think that also just means that I don't care enough about the Olympics <laughs> to because I wasn't planning on going to Japan because of the Olympics in the first place. That was that was the thing. Um, so I'm gonna try and like I said talk realistically about this um because i'm a very open-minded person so i like to look at different factors and stuff like that as to uh as to like why internationally international travel could open back up by the end of this year completely uh right now it technically it is open to internationally internationally travel again that's the thing because the CDC says that fully vaccinated people can uh, travel. Which, uh, looking at the United States in terms of vac vaccinations, 20% of the population, about about 20% of the population, is fully vaccinated. So about 60, 65 million people can um, uh, fucking travel internationally again. Um, of course... That number is expected to go up and stuff like that. And obviously not every one of those people are getting vaccinated to travel. Uh, I am. <laughs> uh, I just last week got my first dose of the vaccine. I'm getting another one on the 29th of April. Um, and for people who... Oh boy, I may get into a rant with this topic and I hope I don't. Um, if I do, stop me. <laughs> uh... I do understand why people don't want to get the vaccine. I do understand why. Uh, looking at some of their uh, points and stuff like that. If you have a valid point, I may like agree with you and be all like, okay, yeah, I can understand. Uh, don't go into full conspiracy theorist mode or else I'm going to not take you seriously as a person. Uh, anyways. Um, there's a few points as to why people don't want to get the vaccine. A lot of people say it is too early, I guess you'll say, to get the vaccine because they did, like, try to get it done as quick as they possibly could and then threw it out there as quick as they possibly could. That's also understandable in a way. And then uh, other people say, like, uh, like they're worried about side effects or they think that they might get themselves sick or something like that. Now, while I do understand that point, uh, not everybody will have the same experience as me, especially, you know, people who have a bad immune system. But when I got it, the only problem that I had was just my left arm was completely unusable for a day because of how sore it was. Uh, but it lasted for a day and a half. And then uh, even now, I have like very little to no like problems with my body whatsoever. Not everybody, like I said, will have this same reaction, but that's just how I was. So I'm not necessarily worried about the side effects itself. And I guess in a way, I can understand why, because... In order for the vaccine to work, it, it it has to inject like a, you do get the virus in some way, but it's not like a very, like a, like a, like a bad case of COVID-19. It's kind of like when you get the flu shot, you do end up getting 
the flu virus in you so your body can quickly fight it off. So I think that's how vaccines work. I am no scientist, so I could be wrong. But uh, at least that's what I've been told from science class in high school. So yes, I probably am wrong. Uh, so I understand those two points. And then there's also... Uh, I think the point is like, you know, many people probably don't need the vaccine or something like that. Now, I do understand why people don't want to get the vaccine because of the, the last few reasons I just listed off. Some people just don't want the vaccine because they just think it's like a waste of time or a waste of energy or whatever to themselves. Um, that's understandable. And honestly, you know, if your immune system is fine or whatever, whatever, let nature take its course, I guess. Um. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be like a hardcore vax, vaccinator or whatever I, whatever that word is, where it's like, oh, people have to take the vaccine, go take the vaccine, go do this, go do that. If you don't take the vaccine, you are the worst person in the world. I'm not going to say that because I'm not that kind of person. I'm just saying, if you don't want it, you don't need it. If you don't need it, don't get it. The reason why I have to get it is because in order for me to travel internationally, I have to be fully vaccinated. Um. So necessarily, that's why I wanted to get vaccine. If I didn't have to get the vaccine to travel, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. It depends on because I, I don't think I, I don't think in my uh, in my year of working fucking retail, which was the worst idea I've ever had in my life. I don't think I got it. So I, if I did, I had like a very small case of it, which I don't think I ever really got sick last year. Other than maybe a cough or maybe a small cold, but I usually get those every year. So that's typical. Um, I don't want to necessarily say that, um, I would have gotten the, I wouldn't have gotten the vaccine if I didn't need it, but it would have been less of a chance that I would have gotten it because, well, yeah, uh, I've, I'm confident about my body's immune system in a way. And, uh, nowadays I don't work with that many people to spread it if I do end up getting it. Plus they're probably vaccinated as well. But then again, where I work, there's a lot of people who are anti-vaxxers. So, Ooh, that's scary to think about. Um, so another topic that I wanted to, well, I guess, hold on. Let me also bring up Japan real quick. Cause I've been talking a lot about America. Let's see how Japan has been doing. Uh, Japan had a very slow, has a very slow start, I'll say. Um, because they didn't really get any sort of vaccine till February, which we here in America got it in early January, I think. Early January, late January, some of the, one of the two. Um, and they've, uh, Japan's had a steady incline over the past few weeks of vaccinations. They're only about, uh, a percent of the, of the way done with getting at least one dose into some, into, uh, into the systems, at least 1% of the population. Um, I think the reasoning behind this is because I think right now Japan is still limited to only the elderly. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but, um, I do think that once they open up to everybody, I think they'll get a massive spike. And I do see that they're possibly going to start opening it up in the summer months, um, if not May, you know, uh, because here in America, for the longest time, it was only available to 60 and up and healthcare workers, essential workers, those, those kinds of people. Uh, and then they opened it, they opened it up for everybody, at least in my state, they opened it up for everybody, 
uh, just uh, last week, uh, start of April. So they may end up getting, uh, they may end up opening it up to everybody else by then. Uh, and considering that we've had this vaccine ever since December, say December 13th, uh, how, let me look at things real quick. I think that's about five months. We've had this vaccine for five months and we've gotten 5% of the world's population vaccinated. I kind of want to say I'm kind of confident that we'll get at least 20% of the world vaccinated by the end of this year. Uh, hopefully. I mean, the way things have been going, it's just a, it's an incline of at least 5 million people every single day, at least for the past month and a half. So there's that. Uh, like I said, in terms of news of internationally traveling... There's ways to it, that you can internationally travel here in the uh, in America. It's if you're fully vaccinated, but there's also been um, talks of vaccine passports, which, um, in theory, would probably be a good way of bringing back traveling. And if it was executed only for traveling, that would actually be pretty good. But for whatever fucking reason, this is like one of the only things I have not a big fan of uh, with as of lately. Is here in America, as of lately, they've had it to where you need to get fully vaccinated to go to school or do anything. Uh, but I've like, okay... I don't know if there's... I really don't know if I could really defend this as well. Um, I do understand they want to stop the spread of corona because still to this day, we are still getting like... How many goddamn cases a day are we getting uh, for for a day? Okay, where I'm from, we had 600 cases. Uh, we had 62,000 here in the States by itself. Like our seven-day average is just fucking 60,000 or more every single day. So we were, we're still climbing in cases like we really haven't dropped at all for the past like while. In fact, we've gotten another spike, it looks like. So, yeah, I do understand that sometimes, you know, the some some places they're like, OK, you need to be like fully vaccinated to be a student. But at the same time, it's like mm, this is really going to piss off a lot of people. Because there's a lot of people who do not want to get vaccinated because uh, of of the few points that I listed off with like they they don't trust the vaccine or something like that or they just don't like needles. I don't like needles. That's 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 another reason why I was hesitant on getting the vaccine. I hate needles. Like just the thought of a needle going into my arm ugh, gives me the shimmies. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's like. I'm not a student anymore, so I really can't comment on this anymore. Uh, I, I'm not a, I don't plan on going to college in the next few years, or at least here in America, because at least college here in America is fucking worthless um, in terms of actual education and money. I'm not spending $30,000 and be in debt by that much. Sorry, I, I know a lot of people like to go to, probably like to go to college to get a better job and stuff like that, but I don't really need to go to college right now. So there's that. Um, but fucking, I like vaccine passports. I like the idea of them, but I saw that they were going to need, 
that you were going to need a vaccine passport to enter the workforce here and stuff like that. I just thought, I, I don't think that should be right. I also kind of feel like, you know, if people don't want to get vaccinated, they necessarily shouldn't have to. But I'm not going to, like, like I said, it's like, you, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm forcing people to get vaccinated or whatever. I just don't want it to be all like, you know, I don't want to be on that side where if I say, oh, I don't want these people to get vac vaccinated or whatever, people are going to get angry at me. Either way, people are going to be angry at me either way when they're listening to this episode because of the fact that my opinion may be completely wrong from whoever's listening to this. And mainly, if you're from America, you're probably going to chew my ass out. Well, at least I know somebody will. Because if you have a different opinion here in America, well... You're going to get crucified for that different opinion for whatever fucking reason. Uh, I don't like this country, by the way, <laughs> in case you could not tell. Um, I do want to say, though, I'll I'll switch off the topic of COVID-19 and vaccines and opinions and stuff like that over to the future. So let's talk about the future real quick, and then I'll talk a little bit about we'll reflect on 2020 as a as a whole. Um. So the future, I do see that with how things have been looking as of lately, we've had several, um, we've had several organizations and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, companies announce like, you know, less stricter procedures on, uh, COVID-19 and stuff like that. Um, WrestleMania, which is this week, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, will be the first time that there will be a live audience in the crowd, uh, for a WWE event, uh, since NXT TakeOver, uh, just, you know, yesterday and today, ha ha ha, uh, no, but, uh, it'll be the first time that, like, WWE's main brands like Raw and SmackDown will get, uh, have a live audience, or at least, you know, like, also, also pay-per-views, instead of being in the, the shitty Thunderdome, they'll actually be in a stadium, uh, because last year's WrestleMania was fucking garbage, because of the fact they had no fucking fans, and it was quiet, um, they didn't even have the Thunderdome back then, they literally just had, like, nobody, it was fucking creepy, that was WrestleMania, um, and there was also... The NFL announced that, first off, they're extending the regular season by one more game, which I'm kind of happy about, but at the same time, uh, that just means that my team is going to have a miserable season, and I have to deal with it for an extra week. Yeehaw. But they've also announced that not just fans will be able to come back into the, the, the games. Full capacity. That is a leap. Uh, granted, that season doesn't start till September. That is still a massive leap. Okay? I mean, I booked my fucking tickets to Osaka for October. And I still think that what the NFL did was a massive-ass leap. I mean, at least with my booking, I could cancel it and get $900 back because that's how much the plane ticket was. But with the NFL, oh boy, they better. If they if there is a spike in COVID cases in October, whew, uh, NFL's the reason why. Uh, at least for now, uh, MLB also started off their, their season this year, the, with fans in the stands and stuff like that. Not a lot, 
I think the uh, I think it also depends on like the 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 states and stuff like that. Some of them had full capacities. I mean, obviously not everybody attended because who the fuck watches baseball live? I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but am I though? Who knows? Uh. There was also, I'm trying to think of what else. The NBA, I think, is having live attendance in their next season, uh, if I remember correctly. Or at least, not not full capacity, but just fans in the stands or whatever. Uh, basically, in terms of sports, everything started to lift a little bit. Uh, fans will be able to come back into the stands for most of the sports I just listed off of. Um, in terms of traveling... I want to realistically say that uh, if you real if you book your tickets to any outside country, not even just Japan, but let's say if you're wanting to visit Germany or France, I would highly recommend researching. Like, just go full fledged, like bold research mode. Not just before booking, but even after booking. Make sure that you also get uh flight insurance or whatever if you're booking uh i booked with expedia.com not sponsored but uh i wish i was they gave me an option before i purchased the tickets i was like oh if you cannot make the flight because of the because of a reason okay like um i'll say the main reason covid if you cannot make it because of covid you know you won't be able to do this flight you'll be able to get your flight to uh, purchase back. Not for all the seats or for all the taxes and stuff like that, but just, just the flight by the, by itself. So I'd recommend getting that because in case if you can't go because of COVID still by the end of this year, uh, then you will at least have, so you'll at least get your money back in a way. I do recommend that. Uh, I know it's a little bit more expensive. So it was like 50, no, it was like 60 bucks for me. And then the seats were like 50 bucks each. I spent a lot of fucking money on those flights. Okay, let me be real. I'm going to get 900 back, but I think I'm not. I'm going to get like, I think I'm going to miss out on $200 because of the fact of those fucking seats were expensive. Okay, let me tell you. I just wanted like regular seats and stuff like that. Seats that didn't make me like, just getting any seat was like 50 bucks, which is fucking nutty. <laughs> um, But that that's traveling for you. <laughs> But I do want to. I do want to say with confidence. Uh, well, hopefully this does not bite me in the ass by the end of this year. If this bites me on the ass, I'm gonna like retire from speaking. Uh, I can confidently say that we'll be able to travel by the end of this year. I'm not going to say this summer because there's going to be a lot of uh countries that are going to be still shut down. I still want to confidently say that possibly fall or winter is when you'll be able to travel confidently to other countries. Uh, that could all change because, of course, if you're from the UK, you have May 17th, which <laughs> I wish I was here. Well, technically, the CDC has loosened its uh, restrictions already. Uh, but if you're from let from any of the other countries that I have not listed off like I said you do like I said have a chance to travel by the end of the spring if not the middle of summer uh I know I have a lot of listeners from Brazil and Canada uh and especially Japan uh I do want to say again I 
don't know anything for those countries uh, because of the fact that I've only been researching like two countries and that's been uh, America and Japan. UK just so happens to be involved in my research for whatever reason. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's actually pretty good uh, for a lot of my uh, UK listeners, or not UK, <laughs> for a lot of my England listeners and stuff like that. Uh, also the UK as well. So, so there's that. Uh, I also want to thank that if you do end up internationally traveling right now, that it's going to be a little different. Uh, considering a lot of these countries are going to be, especially in the beginning of the summer months or whatever, when uh, international travel becomes a lot more accessible to a lot of people, I feel like they're going to be like a little skeptical at first in terms of letting tourists in and stuff like that. Uh, don't get me wrong. I would like to travel to Japan like as soon as I possibly can. But I think right now I've made the best bet with October. Uh, for the reasoning is like I have all of summer and f most of fall and even the rest of the spring for things to develop in a good way. And by the looks of things, it is developing in a slightly good way with the vaccine and stuff like that. And I'm confident that we'll get somewhere, but by the end of this year, that is a whole lot better, a whole lot better than where we were at at the end of 2020 last year. Uh, let me fucking tell you that 2020 was, nobody should disagree with this, a shitty fucking year. For a lot of people, uh, I think Alex said this at one point uh, on our one of our co-podcast episodes a couple months back. That he was able to use 2020 as an opportunity to do stuff and get his life back together. Could be putting words in his mouth. Um, but for a lot of people, myself included, 2020 was just a very, very shitty year. Uh, because of the fact that I wasn't able to do anything that I originally planned, I basically went through all of 2020 with no plans... And because of that, I did nothing. Like, 2020 was my the laziest year of my life. Especially because of the fact that, well, this year I was also supposed to graduate from high school. I did graduate from high school, but it was like the shittiest way possible. I feel bad for not only the, the class of 2020, but also the senior class of 2021. Because they had to deal with this pandemic. And... As, Coming firsthand from the class of 2020, it was fucking awful, you know, because my senior year was already a shitty year at that. I don't really want to go in depth about it because I'd just be talking about myself. That's not what I want to do about uh, this podcast because uh, podcast is not about me. It's about everything else but me. Uh, anyways, 2020 was just a shit year, okay? For a lot of people, for a small handful of people, I will say again, uh, it was possibly not that bad of a year or a good enough year to pass through. For me, it was shit. Um, that's what I, I think that's what 95% of everybody else could say. Uh, 2021 as of April is looking brighter than 2020, the same time last year. 
even if you're one of those Debbie doubters, I guess I'll say, that still thinks that uh, 2021 could be better or something like that, I, I just want to say it could be a whole lot worse, okay? And I also don't mean to offend anybody when saying that. But I really do want to say that 2021 is looking to be shaping up to be a better year. Not by far, but just a better enough year that 2022 can be normal again. I think this is going to be, and I'm possibly like really shooting the gap here. This may be the last year where we'll see really strict restrictions and lockdowns. We may see some like health procedures that will carry over and stuff like that. Like, you know, fucking people being extraordinary clean as if we were, as if, you know, we, we should have been doing that in the first place, but I'm not going to, I guess I don't care enough to ravel on the past. Uh, but I do say that 2022 can help us or at least help out, be helped out with making 2021 a better year. Um, Like I said, I don't think we'll have that many restrictions next year. This year, possibly, we're going to uh, stay pretty strict. There's a lot of countries that still don't have the vaccine. There's a lot of countries that are like uh, not having the the greatest of times, which uh, understandably so. Um, everybody's having a delayed start in terms of the vaccine. I think we just had here in America, we just had a great start. Uh, if there's one thing America did wrong through the entire time in 2020 was COVID was dealing with it because everybody was just way too impatient. It's shit like that. But what they're doing, but what I feel like we're doing right right now is just trying to get ourselves opened back up. We're not trying to open back up without a vaccine. We're opening up with a vaccine. We tried that at one point last year and, uh, that was a little, how did that go? How did that go for us? Not too good. Did it? Uh, in terms of lockdowns in Japan, uh, there is no lockdowns per se in any of the prefectures anymore. There used to have been in like, I think seven or eight prefectures, uh, and then it, uh, then Tokyo extended their state of emergency. I don't think really, really want to call it lockdown. It was a state of emergency, but they extended it to the end of March. And I saw on the news a couple days ago, not nah, it may have been a week ago, where the governors of Tokyo and the governors of Osaka can call for a state of emergency without uh needing to make any like prior announcements, I guess I think it was. Or it was like uh or like going through like a process that they used to do. Because uh, when they wanted to do a state of emergency they had to like like say, oh, we have, we're we we're gonna do a state of emergency, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna start like two weeks in advance. Now it's like, oh, if we want a state of emergency, we're gonna get a goddamn state of emergency right now. But it doesn't look like anything's happening right now in terms of that. I do not. I have not looked at. I I have tried to stay as far away from looking at cases at uh, COVID nineteen cases as possible because I know that if I re if I just read them I'm gonna get like upset um so 
I don't know how. I want to say that for the most part here in America, it's going good. I don't know if I can say the same thing now looking uh, at Japan because it doesn't look that good. Uh, cases are looking like they're going back up, which is um, kind of scary now thinking about it. Uh, 3,000 new cases as of yesterday. Oh, fucking poor. God damn it. That's, that's a little scary to think about. Um, I keep an eye on that, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to keep an eye on that. Worldwide, we've stagnated, so I guess not really stagnated. We've gained again. Oh, boy. This is the reason why I didn't want to look at cases. I knew I was going to hate it. <laughs> ah, shit. Hopefully that changes for the better. I I think it will. I know for the most part we may we may see another lockdown every once in a while. Uh in Japan, like maybe in the Tokyo prefecture, I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong. I hope I hope there's not another state of emergency in Japan or uh here in the states because I think the last thing I want to do is, you know, we're heading into August or whatever, and cases have spiked up because of sports. Cases have spiked up because of summer break and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, now we got to go back into lockdown. And, you know, and we have no opportunities to go out and travel. It's like, fuck. Damn it. Um, So... I guess I'll end this podcast off with a nice little summary, I guess I'll say. Uh, basically, international traveling is slowly opening back up with a few catches and a few rigs you have to fly through in order to um, to do it. Uh, hopefully by the end of fall. will confidently be able to travel again. Next year definitely be able to at least next summer. By the time fall rolls around I wouldn't necessarily say you'll be able to travel as easily as you used to. You probably have to get vaccinated. If you are from the United States listening to this I would if you're a tra- if you want to travel, I recommend getting the vaccine. Um, I don't know if I want to say as soon as possible because there is a possibility that you may have to get vaccinated again by next year or something like that. My biggest fear is that I would have to constantly get vaccinated in order to travel because I would have to get a needle stuck in my arm once, no, twice a year. That'd be fucking awful because I I don't like I don't. I never, okay, I will say this. I never had an issue with this vaccine because uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I just hate taking vaccines in general because it just, it fucks up my my week, I guess I'll say, because I'm, like, destroyed in my arm and stuff like that. It's just me co- uh, complaining about pain, you know? Something that uh, a lot of other kids can't say because they're used to it by this point. Um, but... I'm just, like, even as a kid, I was never a big fan of vaccines. It's just how I am. Like, needles suck, but if I have to get it, if I need to get it... Oh, well. Now that I can do about it. It's Uh, It's... This is pretty much... I, I, 
I think I I should just wrap up this episode because I don't think I'm going to be saying anything new here. Just I'm just just something to think about here the next few few months that you'll possibly be able to uh, end up traveling and stuff like that. And you'll be able to um, go to like see the see the good old good old world, I guess we'll say if you get something, get a little vaccine in your arm or something like that. So, I guess I'll end it off here. Uh, next week, I'm going to be talking about winter 2021 uh, as a whole because of the fact uh, that uh, it was a very stacked year. Or a stacked season. So, I very, I very, very well want to talk about it. So, there's that. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the Chip Analog Podcast. If you did, uh, make sure to click that uh, follow button and share this out with your fellow Japanaholics. I'm a Taylor, the certified Japanaholic, signing off, and I'll see y'all next week. Good night.